0: In this episode, we're chatting to Amanda Rootsy all about teenagers and how to help them shine from within. Before we start, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Kabi Kabi and Gabi Gabi people. We honour their songlines and storylines and pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which you are listening to this episode today.
1: Welcome to Raising Wildlings, a podcast about parenting, alternative education stepping into the wilderness however that looks with your family.
0: Each week we'll be interviewing experts that truly inspire us to answer your parenting and education questions. We'll also be sharing stories from some incredible families that took the leap and are taking
1: the road less traveled. We're your hosts Vicky and Nikki from Wildlings Forest School. Pop in your headphones, settle in and join us on this next adventure.
0: Hello and welcome to the Raising Wildlings podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Farrell. Today, we are so lucky to be speaking to Amanda Ruzzi, who is an author, qualified life coach, youth mentor, cancer survivor, former international model, business coach consultant, and a gentle guide for youth. She's been teaching and presenting to teens since she was a teen herself and has supported thousands of youth since launching her holistic training school, Shine From Within, right here on the Sunshine Coast. And just a little reminder before we start that we have got our next round of our online course, Wild Business, opening up again at the end of June. Wild Business is for early childhood changemakers ready to take the leap and create a nature play business that is deeply rooted in community and purpose. So if you are looking to start a nature play business but want to save time, money, and stress, then this course will help you navigate the awfully muddy waters of regulations, ratios, insurance, and permits. It'll give you everything you need to hit the ground running with your own flourishing nature play business, and you can find out more or join our waitlist at wildlingsforestschool.com forward slash wild dash business. But now let's welcome Amanda. Amanda. How are you going? Amanda, welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I love the podcast and um, yeah, I'm really honoured to get to chat with you today.
0: Oh, thank you. I um, have been stalking you quietly for quite a few years actually so <laughs> it's really nice to meet you even though it's online face-to-face and to support another local sunny coast business who is advocating for our children so I can't wait to hear more about that really exciting for me so let's get started on that how if you could take us back on a little bit of a life journey a little bit of a a bio of how and why did you start shine within
1: Mm, life journey yeah okay so shine from within i've just recently realized has been going for 10 years this year congrats oh that's so exciting well done (laughs) thank you um Yeah, and so it's always been about supporting teenagers and and the adults around them. Um, Basically I just really wanted young people to feel like they are enough, that they're pretty perfect just the way they are and give them some tools and mentors around them to feel like they've got this and they can shine from within. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I guess the reason I started it, though, was um, I had always done a bit of work with young people organically through throughout just as the casual jobs I did and things like that through uni. And then um, but I never thought I would do it as my career and I never thought I would start the business. It just happened a bit organically. Um, I, I was diagnosed with stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a cancer in the lymphatic system when I was 24. And spent just two years going through that, and it it, I remember feeling just so I felt really disempowered during that process, and I there were so many things that I wished that I had learnt as a younger person. You know, some of the things that just for, for lots of reasons isn't necessarily part of the the current schooling system that we have, and um, yeah, I just wish I'd learnt more about how powerful we are and about trusting our intuition and tapping into our values and being able to advocate for ourselves as well, you know, in those sorts of um, challenging situations. So, yeah, I feel like it was a real, I feel really grateful that I had this kind of big turning point moment in life so young. Um, and even listening to to your podcast and talking to, to lots of parents as well, I feel like lots of people that can be perhaps having their children. <laughs> and for me, it was, it was yeah going through this this cancer experience and learning so much during that time even from things like natural health and stuff like that like how to actually look after yourselves as well as patients all sorts of things <laughs> but, um, I just kind of I came through the other end and just felt like I just was so inspired to bring together a bunch of different experts and teachers that I'd been learning from and um, just all the stuff I wish I had when I was younger and put together this epic week-long holiday program for teens. And um, that's kind of how it started.
0: I was wondering where, where the workshop started. So it was holiday programs, was it?
1: Yeah, yeah, started, yeah, started small, a week-long holiday program. <laughs> <laughs> go hard to go home, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. How did it, how was your
0: first one? How did you feel offering that? And then how did it run the first time?
1: Oh, it was great. It was great. Um, and I know it sounds really big, but for me, I had spent... Uh, I had worked for like personal development schools and deportment schools kind of, it, yeah, back back in the day. So I was used to holding space for young people for that whole time and it almost felt like flexible or, and nurturing or something to have a bit longer with them and know that I could be more organic with how it ran and know that you could pull from different things rather than the stress of feeling like trying to get everything I wanted to across or supporting them in the best way in a two-hour workshop actually yeah it felt nicer to have kind of felt luxurious to have the time I suppose <laughs>
0: yeah it's, it seems sometimes I think in those places in those spaces that the time between is when you really form those bonds as well it might not j- actually be the activity
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah mm-hmm.
0: oh, that's amazing so we're so how did then the cancer journey for you, how what were the things specifically that you felt like you wish you had have learned from that when you when you got out I'm gonna say it wasn't even the end of it, I'm assuming I shouldn't assume, but what was it that you went, you know what, I really think teenagers or tweens would really benefit or our young people would benefit from these things?
1: It was a lot of the at the time, it was a lot of the wellness kind of stuff and natural health kind of stuff that mm-hmm. that I had come across. Um during those those two years, I sort of I, I um, tried to treat it naturally for the first year and then even that process of having to switch gears and go down the conventional path was such a, like, a battle and a journey yeah. in itself. I, I bet it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, that's not working, let's change paths and it's okay to change paths.
0: Yeah, um, wow. Yeah, that's a big, it is, isn't it? It's a big thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and I'd also... I had read a book, um, "You Can Heal Your Life" by Louise Hay during yes. that process, mm-hmm. and it said um, it said something in there about blood cancers and how they can come from being so run ragged and people pleasing and and just giving so much of yourself that you've got no clean blood left, you know, wow. and it can come from that, and that really impacted me. And actually, looking back now that I've done a bit more. Um, more learning and probably unlearning. I feel like there are problems with that yeah. <laughs> for a 24-year-old to feel like you know it's her fault almost. Like there's there's a little bit of gaslighting in that. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but 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 at the time, it's it's probably it's it's what I really resonated with, and it and it made me want to then create these spaces of like you can, you can take control of your health, and there's things that you can do for yourself um, to look after yourself. And you have, it's okay to, to learn more about who you are and show up in the world that's okay for you. You don't have to fit into what everyone else is doing and you can tap into your values and you can trust that too even when people in power are kind of telling you that, that this is the way you have to go. It's okay to, to, to anchor into what feels right for you. So it's was, it was all
0: of that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really hard thing when your peers and whether it's the school system or your parent, like your parents, your family unit, or when you're getting all these other opinions from people who are supposedly and are you know in their own minds providing these good intentions and this advice based on things that they want the best for you, but really deep down, we're the only people that really know that. So, what are some of the tips and tools that you that you use to help tweens uh, I've got to stop using tweens And um, y- our young people really get to trust our intuition and to listen to our inner voices
1: mm, um I find talking about values is a big one um mm. and we've got this great story that we always share with young people to really um hone in to, sometimes like, I feel like values can feel quite abstract but particularly for young people mm. um so we've got this great story where it's it it's a little bit scandalous and it talks about these five different characters and one of them's trying to get across the river, um, but there are crocodiles in the river and she asks someone and they refuse to help and then she ends up going across and I'm not going to remember it properly to share well <laughs> right now, but it, um, at, at the end we always ask the students um, who do you think was most in the right um, mm. and rank them sort of from the top to bottom um, and why and everyone always has a different answer and they're so sure of of their answer and just and then that unpacks like okay so loyalty is really important for you or Mm. compassion and and forgiveness is really important for you so it's, it's always a really nice start to the conversation about what's what are your values and how they show up in your life
0: and other people's perspectives that empathy is like oh that's that's how you think and and move in the world because we so often think that we just whatever we're thinking and our values and our thoughts are projected and are a direct mirror of what we do and i think as teenagers even myself still i still with my children and my husband oh you think like that that's yes. that's that's not <laughs> how i looked at that scenario at all um even at my age it's still a real oh gosh it's yeah I'm not you, and you're not me, and it's and it's beautiful,
1: yeah, absolutely. yeah. I, I I love all of those sort of personality quizzes and love languages and all of that stuff too, just to add that add those pieces, build that tapestry of of who you are and how you show up in the world.
0: yeah, it's such an important phase that through the adolescence of getting to know yourself, I think, because I think we think we know. But until we get that that data or that feedback back, not just from other people, but like you said, those tests and whatnot, then it can be quite affirming, I think, sometimes to see those values and those personality characteristics sit with you and like, I am, I am loyal. Or, yes, I am compassionate. It's, we don't often hear those things. It's quite typically in, in a school setting, it's good job or you're a good boy and I know yeah. we, we're trying really hard in the education and early childcare sectors to change that, but it's a very slow process as, as I guess, pe- we're getting that newer language, we're getting that neurolinguistics and we know the importance of praise versus or feedback versus praise or when to use praise. And I think it's so important to have those beautiful words to give to, give to ourselves.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: What kind of things do you find or topics or subjects are are the most common that come up in your groups and your workshops that um, our young people want to speak about
1: we actually don't run any we don't run a lot of in-person stuff anymore at the moment we've we've got our online academy which is an online space um, but that's meant we've had young people with us for the last couple of years checking in every week and um, hanging out together Um, and the things that they They always want more stuff around productivity and study skills and stuff like that. Yeah, always. (laughs) Can never (laughs) get enough of that.
0: (laughs) At least they're seeking it. That's that's great. That's really proactive.
1: That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, And they're all from different. They all do different types of schooling, I suppose. Like we have a college captain at a Catholic school in Melbourne, but. But most of them are more like homeschooled or they're doing uni at a young age or, um, yeah, all sorts of different things. So I find it interesting that even the ones that um, are unschooling and things, they still wanna, they want that stuff. <laughs> like <laughs> there, must be, there must be one more magic bullet I haven't quite got around <laughs> the, how to study well or the productivity stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh, um, it's so hard. It's so hard to stay on focus and on task. On things that aren't a hundred percent, you know, engaging for our brains. I think so. I think we are all. I'm still looking for productivity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I love these classes as well.
0: <laughs> it's a good, a good reminder. To note to self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, sorry. Keep going. Sorry.
1: Oh, well, there's heaps. <laughs> there's yeah, heaps no, you go. We'd, I'd
0: love to hear. I'd love to hear the commonalities between. Yeah, what is it is that they're interested in and, and really seeking advice and mentorship in?
1: They love all of the advocacy and activism sort of classes as well. And and even the um even the, the latest Mission Australia survey that they do with about twenty thousand teens every year, um in Australia, that the last results of that showed that. Um Their three most pressing concerns, so it's Australian teens, were uh, COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the environment was next, and then equity and discrimination. Um, And that's changed just in the last couple of years. You know, a few years prior, it was more like body image, bullying, and now it's these really big things are no, they payment, equity oh. and discrimination yeah they're massive
0: that's huge isn't it and that's a real shift again from a uh, smaller you know my micro world and micro community to global that's there's going to be some change makers in this next generation coming through isn't there
1: yeah 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 they're just incredible to yeah yeah to be so aware of it all and then um really wanting to take to take action.
0: In line with that environmentalism and the activism, are you finding, uh, are, are they overwhelmed and are they anxious or are they, like you said, focused and action driven or is there a bit of a mix of both?
1: Definitely a mix of mm. both. Um, yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a lot of anxiety around it um, and sometimes just hopelessness that, mm. that this is the world they kind of um coming up into it's not really
0: fair is it that they've inherited it and they'll they'll be the ones that are going to have to fix it and clean it up and it's not fair but so many of them seem to be just taking on the chin and taking as it is and like you said what's what can we do how can we make change and that's that's incredible
1: yeah it makes me think of something I saw on your Instagram actually of um I think you you said something like before we ask them to to fix the world, let's, you
0: know, mm. help
1: them enjoy the world or, or play, play in the world or in nature.
0: Yeah, learn to that, love it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just so, I think, and we see it more in the urban areas where there's this bigger disconnect, and, and it happens everywhere, don't get me wrong, but in the urban areas there's more of a fear around whether it's wildlife, you know, snakes and spiders and whatnot or the weather and catching colds or there's a real fear of it. And if you're scared of something, it's really hard to love it. You know, take snakes, for example, if you don't know a lot about them, it's really scary to get close to it and get to know it to then to want to protect them. So I think part of that, you know, a lot of our money, if we're looking at wildlife activism and conservation, a lot of that money goes to our cute and cuddlies or our big cats and things. So how do we also create this love of critters that aren't so cute and cuddly as well? It's, it's probably the same thing. It's, getting to know it and feel it and be with it and yeah it's it's thought provoking <laughs> but it's gosh that's hopeful isn't it
1: yeah it is yeah definitely mm-hmm. sometimes i think that in itself like that hope we have for them to fit, to come through and fix everything is is a lot of pressure too isn't it but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's just incredible.
0: I often wonder, um, I was talking to my friends, we just went out to um, on a beautiful adventure out to Northwest Ireland, which was great, and it was this catch-22 of we all knew we were taking them to the reef because we wanted them to see the reef before it goes, but how much do you let them know that that's why we're here And you know, without saying, gosh, please remember this, like, please, <laughs> you know, look at this, see where you are, and this is amazing, without putting that, oh, that, that disappointment and sadness around the trip as well. So we we didn't. We chose to say, you know, we're here to see the reef. It's a beautiful. It's amazing. Touch it, feel it, be with it. And we chose not to say that this might, you know, might it might progressively get worse from now. But um, it's a really fine line between do you have any tips for parents around that, around I guess what we talk to our children about without mollycoddling them? Without protecting them too much, um, and but still being honest with them, because I, I know personally, I find that as a, a hard line.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's challenging because having the information can be so empowering in itself, can't it? Like go and learn about it, find all of the information, um, and save it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> save it. you sure yes <laughs> um, but there are so many incredible organizations and young people mm. doing amazing stuff so shifting the focus to all of the all of the great programs that are already in place and and um, how you can get involved with them as well um mm. we've got this we have a guest expert in our youth mentor training so, which is for adults but he talks about the importance of entrepreneurship instead of or not necessarily instead of perhaps as well as entrepreneurship and, mm. and, yeah, looking to get involved in what's already in place rather than having to go and start from scratch yourself. Mm. And I think mm. especially for young people that can be really, really special to have that community, to have other people around that believe in the same things and they can get active together.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. I really like because it. it can seem really daunting, I think, as well to start things on your own without a little bit of help and guidance and like you said there are so many mentors and i think that's one actually i'm not sure who that quotes from but it's you know in times of um great disaster or tragedy it's it's instead of focusing on the tragedy you know look for the helpers and and be a helper and and i think that's such a beautiful way to look at yes the reef, reef might be dying but look at the helpers there's reef check and turtle care and all of those coastal watch and all those amazing places that we can go and help and be a part of that as well so I love that
1: yeah and that I think the other thing to keep in mind is the um just the validation as well of of how they're feeling about it too because I I think as adults we we can sometimes or I should talk just for myself I suppose you can feel like yes all of that's happening and there are some things I'm doing to help but I don't but I feel like we can distance ourselves a little bit from it, or we we can process it a little bit more. It's, whereas for young people, especially teenagers, they can feel like they're the only ones going through something, and that we're just not understanding how how big it is, and um, how can we be so blasé about it, and, and that kind of stuff. And so I think acknowledging that everything they're feeling's it's it's real, and it is, and it can be really intense.
0: Mm. Yeah, and, and we're shocking, again, speaking, I can't speak for all, all adults, but we're shocking gaslighters as well still, I think. it's We're a product of our own parenting where, you know, we're losing that behavioralism parenting, but it's still, you know, oh, you'll be fine, it'll be fine,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: okay. So do you have any tips on, on how we can help validate our teenagers' feelings, any sayings or phrases or um, how to be better listeners as, as parents or mentors in our young people's lives
1: yeah I think just taking the time to sit and and hear them of course um and saying things like I um yeah I get that I'm with you I understand that um and then I think there's some little shifts we can do you know things like uh instead of calm down or you know you worry too much (laughs) switching it around to maybe a question of like what can I do to help, or, or what do you need right now, or perhaps in this particular situation, where do you feel like you do have a bit of control over this, and, and what would you like to try together um, to to help?
0: Mm, I perhaps like that something one. Something like that. Yeah, it sounds like you're on their side too. Then, rather than being adversaries, it's what can we do together. I love that. That's that's really nice. It's it's so hard. I remember the teenage years just being, and I had a really Comparatively again, and shouldn't compare, but it was quite smooth no big tragedies, no big illnesses, no big, you know, it was a very privileged teenage upbringing. But gosh, it just feels so dramatic and so filled with drama and like nobody understood. And I think to have someone say, Oh, I remember that, or, you know, things can feel really big or things can feel really hard right now, but, you know, it does get easier um, would have been amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: So can you tell us more about, so what are you offering now in Shine Within? What kind of programs, um, your academy, if you'd like to tell us more about who it's aimed at, what kind of things you can expect from it, a little bit about some of your mentors perhaps and some of their specialties. It'd be amazing.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Okay. So we have the online academy is for the teens uh, and tweens, um, so that's that's been really beautiful for just connecting and peer group mentoring. You know, particularly yeah. at around that fourteen-year-old mark. Although it's different for everyone, isn't it? I shouldn't I shouldn't say the age, <laughs> <laughs> but sometime the in the teens, age. you know, <laughs> where they're really looking for to their peers as kind of the the most important voices in their life. It's nice to have this space where they've got each other for that. Um, and it's been, it's not something I ever thought we would do, but it, it was a sort of a product of COVID really, just wanting to have a space where young people could k- keep connecting and have that um, that consistency. So much was sort of up and down during that time. And a lot of the members are in Victoria um, or in uh, other countries even as well. So it was quite, intense for them whereas we don't really have many Queenslanders actually now that I think about
0: it (laughs) oh we got off so lightly here didn't we
1: Yeah, (laughs) we were just
0: so lucky so important though I um saw some data the other day but it hasn't quite haven't quite finished the report yet but I I saw a sneak peek of trying to get data from um, mental health submission exemptions for year 11 and 12 post-covid so and and it has increase rapidly and when they're doing a bit more research into it, I have to find out for you who who that was. Anyway, um a lot of it was it was exactly that. It was the lack of consistency. So the way that they labelled it was chaotic schooling. And I thought that was really interesting because there was there was just no routine, there was no predictability and that so then they lost that sense of control around their day to day lives. So to have something like that would have just been such a grounding anchor for them to have it's it's amazing how COVID I think has thrown in most of a lot of us for a loop but it's also created these amazing connection platforms so yeah sorry keep
1: interrupting I'd love to hear more about it (laughs) I love uh, yeah I just want to keep um I want to keep hearing from you (laughs) as (laughs) um yeah it's been it's been beautiful and you're right it's something that I don't even know that Parents would have been very open to an online community before COVID either, mm-hmm. um, so it's been great for um, it's been great for for their connection and just to have an extra space away from school or sport or family, so that if anything's happening anywhere else, they know they've got this little group to kind of keep coming back to.
0: Um, safety network.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we do weekly check-ins on a Sunday where they. Uh, reflect on their week and share what's happened and share what they want to do this next week or how they want to feel this next week Um, we do co-study sessions and co-art sessions every week and then um it's very youth it's very youth-led as well so whatever classes they want we kind of organize across activism and um, advocacy well-being um movement creativity and then the study skills stuff so they just say what they want and we go and find teachers and and lots of our youth mentors will come in and and teach different classes as well.
0: you're essentially democratic learning online.
1: Ooh, I like that. Yes, that sounds
0: good. (laughs) (laughs) If if they've got such a voice that they can say, hey, Amanda, I'd love to learn more about, you know, study tips or I'm into turtles and I want to learn how to save the turtles and you go, yeah, let me find that out. That's, you know, it's that world that learning outside i don't know you're online but it's still that worldwide learning and you know you're getting people in and they've got such a say that's so it's so rare <laughs> uh,
1: yeah thank you yeah it's great yeah so we'll have like bullet journaling with um a woman from spain one week and then self-defense with someone from america um we do these amazing trust circles once a month actually with um, Rashmi who's one of our youth mentors in India and she just holds this, such a beautiful space to go a little bit deeper. It's, it's lovely. But even like last week I think we had a class on how to solve a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> <laughs> so it can be very random as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I it guess it's individual learning, isn't it? It's like I want to learn this. I want. It's, uh, it's just so important I think and I think empowering to be able to do that for them as well. That's amazing. Oh, yes. So good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's probably the main thing we do for teens at the moment and um, for youth mentor. And so then we we also train youth mentors to create their own programs, preventative, non-clinical programs and mentoring um, in their own communities and build a business doing it. So after looking through your wild business program. I think it it sounds very similar to that, but for (laughs) teens,
0: for engaging
1: the
0: (laughs) teens. Again, like they're so able and so capable and they have this energy and drive and fewer responsibilities than, you know, they have a lot of responsibilities still, and I don't want to take that away from them. But I feel like if we can empower them and give them that confidence that they will just take over the world in the best way. So that's, so incredible, can you tell us more about what's involved in that
1: yeah it's for for any adults that want to to get programs up and running for young people in their communities um, so we've we've trained about three hundred now youth mentors in thirty different countries, I think, and they're all just getting and and it's it's very um similar to what I think you do as well it's it's very much about getting in touch with what they feel they'd like to offer and what their particular community might need from them um So organically creating something and co-designing something with the young people in their community. Um, But then it goes through all of the duty of care stuff and engaging with teens and understanding different learning styles and then through to different sorts of workshops and retreats and camps and all sorts of stuff that you can do and then the marketing and business kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it's a a lot, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) yeah yeah, but it just started because people kept getting in touch early on going I want to kind of do what you're doing so how do I get started and um it's really grown. it's sort of the main it's probably the, the main it, it is the main revenue generating part of the business it's training up the adults to to, to reach more kids which is fun <laughs>
0: uh, I love that little cobweb the little you know the ripple effect of I started this here and now you're you're helping more children, more more teenagers and youth across the world.
1: Yeah, It must be really satisfying. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's nice. Um, And then they will come in and teach classes for our teens in the online academy. So it's like this nice little circle that seems to have happened.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So beautiful. (laughs) That's amazing. So, what what else are you what have you got in the pipeline? Are you working on anything? Are you taking time away? What's what's life looking like now? I'm gonna I'm gonna be really optimistic and say post COVID <laughs> <laughs> without jinxing us.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Touch wood. <laughs> yeah. Um at the moment we'll have another round of the youth mentor training starting in July and we're, we're putting together our first youth mentor conference um, Ooh. in July too. The start of July will be when it will be happening. So we'll start talking about that soon. That's um, exciting.
0: Yeah. Are you going to host it here on the coast or where are you going to host?
1: I'm going to do it online. Yeah, we'll do it online this, this year. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to bring together lots of different experts and hear different ways that they do things um and network and kind of rally together and reinvigorate people that are working with young people um yeah that and um we have a school curriculum that go, that aligns with the chapters of our book we've got a book um shine from within a teen girl's guide to life so we've been sending out the curriculum a bit lately
0: that's exciting yeah. yeah. Um, Again, it's one of those things it. if you can get into schools and if there's less focus on the academics and more focus on the well being, then the academics will just come. So, yeah. What are you finding? Because I'm, ass- I'm assuming, and I shouldn't assume, so please correct me if I'm wrong, that parents who contact you asking about the programs, what are they seeking for their young people from what you provide? Hmm.
1: A lot of the time I think it's um, community and I think it's also another adult that aligns with their values that can be in their young person's life, in their child's life um, a lot of the time, you know, that, yeah, we, we always get that you're telling them what we tell them at home but they just needed <laughs> to hear it from somebody else. <laughs>
0: the bane of every parent's existence <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is so important though and and not having the village as we used to you know a couple of hundred years ago we are missing those aunties and those uncles or those those um those mentors who would have used to have been there to go to and complain about our parents to. <laughs> 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 and teens need that they absolutely need to vent and then have someone not correct them, but to say, to see the other point of view of, oh, I'm it's coming from a place of love and care. But, yes, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and I think probably the other part is that w- wanting to make sure they've got a bit of support before it gets to something else, I suppose. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's so much worry, I think, around mental health and just wanting to be on top of things. And do some preventative kind of stuff before they might need that extra support. Would
0: that be some advice you would give? Because you know, we're all—I'm a parent. I, you know, and babies were hard, toddlers were hard, but I'm a high school teacher, and I'm quietly—I'm not going to say terrified <laughs> of the teenage years. It—it it is the the phase of of parenting that I am, despite being a high school teacher. Not that I feel ill-equipped but I just know enough about brain development that I know that they may go missing. You know, the, the child I thought I knew may go missing for a while and that they will come back. But is there any advice for parents, you know, perhaps that, you know, prevention is better than cure with with mental health and wellbeing or anything else you hot tips for parents to help support our teens as they take that hard journey?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm always mindful that I'm not a parent myself, too, in in starting to go out and give.
0: We need the aunties. <laughs> like Oprah once said, <laughs> "We need more aunties in the world," and I am a firm believer in that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's um. Yeah, it's so true. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: We need those guides and mentors that aren't parents.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's, that's a big, that is one thing I would say is to see if you can seek out some mentors and even if you can in those earlier teen years before it gets to a point of them feeling like they don't need that or want that if, if mm. you're getting some pushback. So trying to have, yeah, trying to seek out some other adults around them and particularly peer group like group mentoring, group circles, things like that, um, if possible. Mm. Um, and I think that, that just being aware of all of those things you just mentioned, um, there are going to be some challenging times, (laughs) but um, being really gentle with yourself and still showing up to listen, you know, regardless, um, and being yeah being really kind of vulnerable as well, I think, with your teen too. And mm. I, I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Actually, that whether there's a a moment of shifting of kind of mm. as a parent with a child wanting to be really strong for them at, at all times and and not show them too much vulnerability from yourself. Um, but I think certainly once they're teens, it's a it's a beautiful thing to do for them to, to to see you in that light and see you in a different way mm-hmm. and realise that you don't have everything together either.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's so important. I think they need to know absolutely that adults, we're not saints and we're not perfect and we shouldn't be up on a pedestal by any means and that we do do wrong and make mistakes. And I think some of the best moments I've had with, and they're not teenagers, I've got just primary school age children have been... When I've been really upset about something, whether that was grief or just a really hard day and whether I was showing my frustration or whether it was crying and just being like, I'm having a really hard day. It's okay. I'll go to bed and I've got you guys and give me a cuddle and I'll have a cup of tea and
1: it would be better in the morning.
0: (laughs) 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 But I I think, gosh, they – They're so empathetic, I think, and I think it can make you seem more human. I hope that that's what it is. I hope I'm not scaring them (laughs) too much. (laughs) But their reactions have not been, it's definitely been a bit quizzical at the start, but then it has moved to the most beautiful empathy and, oh, I'll rub your back. I like a belly. I like a belly scratch. Do you want a belly scratch, Mum? Oh,
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so beautiful.
0: Feeling so nurtured. So, yeah, I think you're right with that vulnerability. Well, I've got a curly question. Feel free not to answer this one um, and feel free to have a go and then go, Nah, I don't want to answer the question.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> not that curly. Drugs and alcohol, how honest Ooh. would you suggest we be with that, with drugs and alcohol talking,
1: talking, mm. talks? Good mm. question. Do you yeah. mean uh, in terms of the um, your own experience? Yeah, or? sorry, I should have
0: clarified. So mm. one of the questions as a PE teacher I used to get all the time, all the time. Well, have you taken the miss? And, again, there's this line of I don't want to lie and some of them, you know, even alcohol. Have you ever been drunk? I say, well, you know, yes, but not trying to encourage that. Do, you, do we tell the stories? Do we tell the cautionary tales? Do we white lie? Do we minimise it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, is, is there a, any advice there?
1: <laughs> Such a good question such a good conversation yeah I think Mm. my first thoughts around that are um it's going to be so different for everyone for every child and for every Mm. context you know like we we talk about this a little bit in the youth mentor training and I think about my myself too when I've held space for different groups of teens and sometimes I feel really comfortable being a bit more honest with them Mm. and other times it doesn't feel appropriate (laughs) yeah it's, it's always it's going to be different all the time um -hmm. but I don't think there's a I I don't feel like there's a hard and fast rule of you shouldn't you shouldn't share because it's um yeah I've definitely shared before but not very often
0: yeah I Mm -hmm. I feel like it can feel like we're such
1: storytellers
0: and it's innate in our DNA to tell stories and for them you know there's a reason that our First Nation stories. There's a lot of there's some of them they're quite graphic and quite violent and they are cautionary tales because if, if you do that then something will happen. Um, you know, it's natural consequence, essentially, you know, these cautionary tales and and even, you know, the Grimm's fairy tales, though the originals, if you've ever read them, are violent and scary. <laughs> you know, the the in Little Red Riding Hood the wolf gets slaughtered. So, you know, <laughs> um and grandma gets eaten, you know, they're not, I, I don't know, I, I guess I'd love, I'd love to find some research on the benefits of us doing the cautionary tales or, you know, we're teenagers. Are teenagers ever not going to try it themselves just because they've heard a cautionary tale? I don't know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're right. That, that storytelling and the outcome at the end is so, so powerful and so valuable. And it, it makes me think of even when we talk about um, sharing about uh, body image stuff and and Mm -hmm. and often ask you know how much should I share about my eating disorder journey Mm -hmm. and things like that and it's those sorts of things you you do have to be so careful in the way that you share about it and like you said it's about not not sharing the parts that um are encouraging it or highlighting Mm -hmm. things and also not sharing the parts that are kind of how to do it almost just in case there is someone in the group that's mm-hmm. that's already um, struggling a little bit. Um, so it's about focusing on on um, the recovery and the the lesson out of it rather than too much on the details. So I wonder if that applies.
0: I think you just nailed it there. I'm thinking the times it felt like it was successful to dip into the cautionary tale was it was, you know, make sure you're with friends, make sure your parents know where you are, make sure, you know, all of the things it wasn't how to do it but it was it was um and you know never be afraid to call me or your parents or whatever it is I think it's the same thing it's not here's a step-by-step of what drugs you should take or how to to, you know how
1: fun that one was (laughs) that's right exactly
0: or you know how to throw up quietly or whatever it might be it's here's what I've learned from these lessons perhaps Please, everybody, don't quote me on these things. <laughs> this is anecdotal. I have no research on this. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. <laughs> but, yeah, I would love to. If you, if you ever come across any, I would love to find out if there is any um, research on that, I guess. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to look, look at that because there are definitely organisations that go into schools and they have lived experienced speakers that talk about this sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so true. Yeah. That must have come from something. <laughs> there yeah. must be some evidence to back that up. Mm.
0: You're right. People in recovery and whatnot come in and have done talks before. So yeah, that would be wonderful. <laughs> All right. You ready for some rapid fire questions, Amanda?
1: Yes, let's go.
0: All right. <laughs> First one, either what is your favorite book or what are you currently reading? because I okay. can not choose
1: <laughs> <laughs> currently reading um the body is not an apology by Sonia Ooh. Renee Taylor
0: I haven't heard of that one I need my pen actually no I'll, I'll put it in the show notes
1: <laughs> it's a great one I'm rereading it it's yeah it's fantastic um yeah highly recommend it mm. um aimed at adults or young people or could be for both it's aimed at adults, but I believe a young version has come out. I just oh, haven't got my hands on it yet. The, yes. the adult version, um, I wouldn't give to, to kids too young Yeah, Yeah, good tip. <laughs> That's
0: exactly what I was trying to clarify. <laughs> uh, where do you go? What do you do after a rough day in the office?
1: I live right near the Noosa National Park, so I go for yeah. a stroll through there.
0: <laughs> a terrible part of the world you live in. <laughs> It's amazing. What's your favourite part of the Noosa National Park for the locals that are listening?
1: Mm, I love. I always go through the entrance from Park Edge Road, which is on the Sunshine Beach side. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just step. De- you don't see people ever. You can just stroll through the back there for hours and not really come across anyone. Just hear mm-hmm. all the birds.
0: It's beautiful in there. It's still one of my. And there's so many beautiful spaces on the coast, but that. There's a reason we all migrate there.
1: <laughs> it's Stunning, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's a stunning part of the world. Yeah. All right. If you could change one thing about the education system, what would it be? It would be. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one. <laughs> it, it is. You can list more than one. This, these are never. <laughs> these are never short answer. <laughs> Feel free to explain too. Um, <laughs> Expand.
1: <laughs> I think. I think just. More flexibility, really flexible mm-hmm. in in the way that um, people choose to learn, flexible in what works best for them. Um, yeah, it's a pretty broad concept, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. The more I the more I hear stories like the ones on on your podcast, the more I just feel like wow, I would I feel like I would have thrived if I felt like that was an option when yeah. I was younger. You know, yeah.
0: And I just think exactly how you're doing it online is that we have access to these people in our communities, that we have jewelers and bakers and candlestick makers and whoever that, you know, whatever it is that you as an individual want to access, we can do that. And I think so many people, if it was part of our micro community, would step up and they would volunteer and they might not need to be paid. Saying that as a small business, please pay people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for their time wherever you can or help them out in some way if you can. Um, but we've got parents at schools and they're so skilled, so many skills in that parent group that would be amazing to tap into. So, yes, yes. I'm all for more flexibility. And I would say I am all for more mentorship from amazing people I think we need it if if you get stuck with a teacher you know high school is a bit better because you have multiple teachers so if you've got you know out of your five there's only one or two that you don't really get along with it's much easier but in primary school if you get that one teacher that you know it doesn't get you can be really tough yeah Yeah. Do, do you have any advice for that if you've got a teacher that is really tough are there ways or tips or tricks to help our children navigate that, because it can be hard to move classes and teachers.
1: Yeah, it just came up on one of our check-ins on oh, Sunday. Actually, timing. Oh, yeah. Thanks, <laughs> universe. <laughs> yeah, it was more about um, a teacher that one of the members had. Um, that's a quite quite an older white male that's been doing it a really long time, mm. and um, and isn't really adapting in any way, and it, and it just he just does his thing. Um, mm. So she was finding that really frustrating because she just, it does, she's not getting the feedback that she wants, and she's not getting the support that she wants when she's asking for it. So it was nice mm. to have a event about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in terms of what to actually do, yeah, I think it's, I think probably that self advocacy is a really big one of of realizing that you've, yeah, you can go and. Ask for what you need, and um, mm. of course, be polite about it, and, and all of those things. But yeah, not not being afraid to to go and um, have those conversations, mm. and then I guess finding additional support if you can to get through that,
0: that mm. period.
1: Primary school—that's tough. That's tough, isn't it?
0: It is, but it is though. It's. I think even that permission, permission from someone, you know, as well as, again, as well as our parents because most of them will give their children permission to approach the teacher, but to let them know it is okay to ask for more and for more help and more guidance and more feedback and you're allowed to have a voice and you're allowed to uh, have needs I think is that big one. I think, yeah. And if they're unmet and the person, which is the teacher, is not meeting them, then you're allowed to vent and complain and find ways around that as well yeah. <laughs> hate the word yeah. complain vent as much <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how can we find out more about shine within and the academy and have you got any workshops coming oh the conference how can we find out more about those things
1: all those things uh we have a website shinefromwithin.com.au. from au. we had, we do have a podcast as well the youth mentor podcast if you're if you're a podcast person, which I guess you are, <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we we're pretty active. We, we like playing around on Instagram too, Shine From Within mm. HQ. But um, all of the links for things you'll you should be able to find on our website.
0: Yeah, amazing. And the book, we do have the book as well. Wait, where can we purchase the book from?
1: Anywhere the books are. Um, it's out. It's out with. Hay House in lots of bookstores and things like that and it just takes you through um, shining on the inside shining on the outside and shining in the world Um, but we've got some links from the website too actually and I can send some to you as well where to buy it. That would be amazing. In fact, I might talk
0: to you outside of this about putting it in our shop because I think that's oh, yeah. very on board with our parents as well So and our families, which would be amazing.
1: Yay. You <laughs> can buy
0: it at yeah. the wildling shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> done. Done and done. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. It's been Really nice to finally meet you, having watched from afar and followed Shine from Within for a while now. And also um some people may not know that Amanda does some work with a beautiful local fashion label here as well. Synergy. If you're looking for sustainable fashion, you should definitely go and check them out. They're at um here on the coast as well. And so thank you. Thank you for your time and for your being a lighthouse for our young people. really appreciate it. Oh,
1: thanks, Nikki, and thanks so much for having me. Oh, pleasure. What a balm to the soul
0: Amanda is. I can 100% understand why teenagers rave about Amanda's mentoring. She's a deeply caring and calming human being to be, even in just her online presence. She holds space so beautifully well. I really love hearing people's journeys into their businesses. I just find so often that they accidentally fall into it or they dip their toe into it just a little and then their business just grows of its own accord organically if they listen to what their families or their customers want. I love that Shine From Within uses youth mentors, knowing that our teens are really looking for those people just a touch older than them who are living in this time and this generation alongside them. These people that truly understand what they're going through. A lot of us are older parents. You know, our parents had us a lot younger and their parents had them even younger again. So this is really important that our youth have people just a few years older than them to look up to and some really great role models so I love that that's a big part of Amanda's programs now if you'd like a little help with how to validate your teens' big emotions why not head over to wildlingsforestschoolcom forward slash free downloadables to get our free words of validation and empathy downloadable highly recommend you stick it on your fridge I still turn to it in times of need heaven help me my children are not teenagers yet i just figure i'm getting in a lot of good practice i hope your journey if you have a teenager right now is going smoothly and if not i can highly recommend amanda's programs and uh, I, I haven't personally used them so sorry i do need to articulate that and this is not sponsored but i have friends doing it that love it and um, definitely worth checking out until then may your teenagers moods and your own sanity be mild and you stay wild.